It was spinning, but we're live. Haha. <laughs> so I screwed that up. That was not a good transition. Uh, it's Nomad Tab Project with Sam and Joe. Hey. We have a special guest. We got Andrew. The captain is in the house. He's in the center because we like that. And uh, so how are you doing, sir? And it's been uh, actually it hasn't been too long, a couple of like a month or so since we had you on last. So we're trying to just new thing. We're trying to have more of a regularly uh, have you come on once a month or every once in a while, a regular rotation of our, our guests and humans. So uh, a regular rotation. rotation. <laughs> <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Thank you guys for having me on again. It's always it's always a blast to be able to come on and hang out with you guys. Uh, yeah, just just kind of living life, getting ready to take take a trip, a road trip out west uh, this next week. So going to be a lot of fun, getting a lot of uh, travel tech all sort of situated. Oh, fantastic! So um, you, I guess you're just driving out there, kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just driving out there and going to. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. Good deal. So is that something that? Uh... Is this the first time you've had like a drive out west, or is this like a routine mm-hmm. kind of? Oh, okay. This will be the furthest west that I've uh, and north. Well, no, 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 no. Well, it depends. It depends. I've been up to Ely, Minnesota, so I don't. It, this is we're going up to Forks, Washington, so okay. it's close to as far north. But it's the furthest west, and and it's funny because so it's for a wedding, and a, and a and. I didn't realize it until later, and I was talking asking my friends uh, and I, and my girlfriend, and I was like. Why is it in Forks, Washington? It's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Twilight. Oh, but yeah, it's interesting because somebody sent me. Uh, well, Becky sent me a um, <coughs> thing about um, places in the U.S. and around the world that are like, um, God, now I can't remember what's called exactly. So I, I apologize, but it's like um, where places they have no light. It's like uh, these um, light farms or like darkness farms or whatever, and apparently they have these areas where. They're trying to buy up land in these areas where it's really, really, you know, uh, without any kind of city lights and light pollution. It's a, apparently it's a, a whole big, like, collaboration kind of thing going on. They have mm-hmm. all the world, and you can look up places in the Midwest. And the only one that really is like a light sanctuary is in Minnesota. I oh, really? Yeah. So uh, we were thinking about maybe driving up there and, and that- stars because they say that kids – um, that grow up in like urban areas really have never seen a full field of stars, right? They see maybe mm-hmm. a couple of dozen and that's a big deal. When you take them out into these areas where they're really no light pollution, there's million. I just like the entire light sky is just filled with them. Um, and I'd love they, to take my pixel there. Oh, do some astrophotography. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it'll stroke. I think there's so many stars that'll probably stroke the camera. <laughs> so the tensor G2 or G3 might melt in the chassis. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, so it looks pretty cool. So that's interesting that it sounds like one of those kinds of places in the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Well, and, and it's funny actually, cause it turns out the wedding isn't actually because of twilight. It's because the, their family's there, but it's like, that's the thing it's most famous for it over there. Um, but speaking of places with that protect natural light, like the Ozarks actually do a pretty good job of that. Like, uh, I, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, testing out some astrophotography with my, with my Xperia and did pretty well. I was actually able to capture the, the Milky way, even though it was like close to a town of like 3000 people, uh, where there was a little bit of light pollution. Um, but but I've been thoroughly impressed with the manual mode of the Xperia to be able to do astrophotography. Yeah. So I haven't given it a go yet. I need to give it a go. I'm not skilled enough. Well, it's like, yeah, it, it just, it takes some practice with it, but I will mm. say um, you probably don't need more than 15 seconds of exposure because beyond that I've found you tend to start getting the light. Like you could very slightly see the, the star streaking. Yeah. 
So it's around 15 seconds, and then get the get the ISO as low as you can. Otherwise, you're going to get some grain in there. Um, but it works pretty well. Like I was actually able to capture the second, what was it, the second star in the handle of the Big Dipper, and be able to. I, ca- I caught the second star that's orbiting the binary star because that's a binary star system. Okay. And yeah, so it's like it works pretty well. Like I, I was very impressed. The only thing I would say is. Um, um, I do miss the S Pen in terms of being able to do that and like not jostling the camera at all to press the. Oh, to press you the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, You can set a timer though, can you? Yeah, you can. You can. I guess I should have just done that. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking like I wanna... it's an extra step, right? <laughs> well, and I if and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that the pro mode, like like the, where I'm actually like editing everything itself, actually has a has the on screen shutter button. Um, in no, landscape, it doesn't, does it? No. no, and so it's like you still you have to interact Push, with yeah, the shutter button. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think that is interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that be that sounds. I mean, and as a person who doesn't have an Xperia, I you know I'm only I'm having to go off of what your descriptions are. But yeah, it sounds like well, and and I guess nobody could really argue that the Xperia line for for years has, has been a, a really capable uh, camera, right? It's obviously a capable shooter, so. We'll see. So, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to see that you really have a lot. I mean, it's really like a professional grade camera. It's almost like having the new sensors legit. It really yeah. is like. Yeah, I, so I wish. I really wish they were a lot more. I, I really wish um, they were available on carriers. I really wish like AT and T Mobile would carry the Xperia line because I really do think that um, you know, and you can carry that you know, and for those the people that want to hit a budget segment because obviously we know that the Sony's aren't exactly they're a little bit costly little price prohibitive for regular folks but like what oneplus did with the nord line you know you walk into a t-mobile and uh they have the nords right and they can buy them and that gives somebody that really is in that budget space i don't want to spend more i just want a capable phone i really don't want to spend a lot more than 300 bucks but i want something that works pretty good um you know what you got uh that's where those i think the sony that the, the mark 10s or whatever would really probably hit the mark there in the u.s yeah it's well, just a shame and it's interesting because I would have, speaking of OnePlus, like I would have expected the OnePlus Open to have carrier availability, and they don't. And uh, so I thought maybe they would have a chance at T-Mobile because they've done it before. But I think T-Mobile's kind of—I don't want to say they're burned on it, but it's that, what are they going to do with that? I mean, that's a that's a phone that people aren't going to walk in and and pick that off a shelf. Yeah, um, they know OnePlus, maybe the Nord, or remember, I think T-Mobile had—I think they started with the. I don't know if it was the seven pro. I thought it was the eight and the nine that they had that had the the T-Mobile versions of them that had you know the, the millimeter the, the sub six and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they just didn't sell a lot. And then, funny story, I went to the T-Mobile store and I'm actually trying to. I'm actually think I'm able to get the T-Mobile Home 5G internet. Okay. So yeah, so I ordered. I went down to the store and ordered it, and they're like, yeah. And the guy said that near my house. Uh, he sold it to a, a business, which is weird because when I went in there, it's home internet, right? But it sets it up as a business account. I, I, it's T-Mobile for business. So I had like a business liaison contact me. And I said, you know, I, I just want you to know I'm not running a business out of my house, right? This is a, a residential. They're setting you up as a sole trader. Yeah, it's weird. So it's like you I got sole the, traders. Yeah. I get, yeah, like a, like a sole proprietor is what we would probably Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just weird because it's like I get this email and a guy contacts me on the phone. It's from their business department. I'm like, you know, I'm not doing this for a business reason. Right? This is he's like, yeah, I know, but they they kind of have it set up this way just because I guess they're not really. <laughs> well, I think it's because they they don't have enough 
um, engagement, I think. And it's like they don't have a consumer division for this particular product is what it's. I didn't go into the details, but it's just funny because I get this email. It's like T-Mobile for business. I went. Joe, you know dude, that's good because customer service for business side of things are normally better. Well, yeah, it seems like I got a dedicated guy. So he yeah. contacted mm -hmm. me. He said, yeah, if you got any questions, have any issues, you just email. I know funny thing is when I went to the store and they gave me the number, I figured he'd probably, it was a Friday, right? Two o'clock, 2.30. I think it's a Friday. It's two o'clock. He's going to be bouncing, right? He's the end of the business day. He called me like before he even got to the house. He called me from the store and he's like, hey, how's it going? I gave him my information. I took a picture of my, he texted me on the phone. He said, just need your, uh, your photo ID and we'll set up the account. And there was it. So they shipped it out Monday. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to check it out. But he was saying that in um, near my house, not kind of at my house, but near it, um, the person that was at the business they were doing, it was like 700 meg down. 700? Really? Well, considering the fact that I get 35 on a good day, I was <laughs> like, you can get <laughs> yeah. 50. I'll be happy as hell. He goes, well, you know, you got 30 days in case there's buyer's remorse. I said, dude, if it works like you said, there won't be any fucking buyer's remorse. It'll be like buyer's site. <laughs> No, and yeah. the only thing I'm more worried about is is uptime, right? I need it to. I can't be having it like bounce two or three times a day. It needs to stay pretty stable. If it stays stable, and I can get consistently 250, 300 meg, shit, I'll <laughs> you take my money. I'll fucking get rid of you first in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, right. we just switched from Spectrum to uh, AT&T Fiber, and so oh, far God, it's pretty God, good. If I had fiber access either through anybody, AT&T or whoever, I would, I'd get on that because you get usually gigabit speed on a fiber connection. Oh, yeah. Like right now, I did a speed test not long before this, and it was around 950 up and down. Oh, shit. Wow. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm happy as a clam. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, and then Barry, yeah, wow. Barry's point, like second and, you know, that OnePlus. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's just like, and unfortunately, and I, and I think OnePlus – I was listening to uh, Miriam Jawar's podcast and she had a guy on and they were talking about how OnePlus and Pete Lau specifically just they do not I don't think they understand the Western US market. I think they make some strategic mistakes when it comes to the devices and how they do it. Mm -hmm. And I also realize that getting into carriers is really a pain in the ass because they they gatekeep pretty well. They have all these restrictions and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I think OnePlus is a brand really doesn't understand the u.s market i really think they struggle with you know like with the 10t having no alert slider and you know and no wireless you know all those little things like that where they they come out with these devices um it sucks i mean it really i just don't want it to be a world in u.s carry stores where it's just apple and but that's and the thing sam for android devices to hit america it's very hard isn't it well well yeah because I mean, maybe they just don't want to risk it Right. What are we? What are we at? Like sixty percent or sixty-five percent in uh, iOS, right? And yeah. and but here's the argument you can make: it's it's really a, a chicken and the egg, right? If you don't mm. get the devices out there and have some options, you're screwed. But if you put the devices out there, you're already fighting this uphill battle. You have to basically be. Um, oh, I, I was wondering when somebody would finally <laughs> notice what was going on. So I'm going to take a step out so you can see what's going on here. So here we go. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> what happens is uh, today I, I work at the country club, and uh, it's just a little side hustle. And they're this is their company's uh, oh the club's uh, Halloween party. So the the staff gets to dress up. We have like a Halloween costume contest. But what's cool is they don't make us change back into our regular clothes that we normally wear. For this day, we're able to work <laughs> like this. And I wore this last year, and I had like a bunch of compliments going, "Man, your costume is awesome." 
Today I'm going to bring a wrench, though, as a prop just for the contest. <laughs> you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, right? And uh, I'm going to see if I can try to maybe at least get runner-up on the contest. So, anyway. that I'm, well, I, I think it would do well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you look good, man. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. If, if, the, if My thing is this. It's comfortable to work in and also because it, it gets kind of warm. And this is so functional. This isn't just a prop. Like, I, a lot of times <laughs> when I'm working and we're back in the kitchen, it's really warm right here. I, I sweat, and it's like I'm always constantly white. This is great because this one day, this thing works perfectly for not having to do that. I wish I could just wear it all the time, <laughs> but I can't. Yeah, it's, so, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's like Dodgeball yeah. is the one movie where I feel like uh, the guy who played Milton from Office Space, you know, oh. he's also in Dodgeball. It's He's basically the same character. So in, in my head canon, it's a sequel. I like how it's lateral, right? They, they move that character and, you know, it's like, if he, you know, like, it's just, it's just such a great movie because it's just, and I, and I'm in uh, guilty pleasure. I love Vince Vaughn. I don't know what it is about his delivery in these movies, mm. but he's so good. And yeah, he's good. Um, it just is his comedic timing and acting. I think is really good. His facial um, expressions is the whole lot, isn't it? When they well, can yeah, do just, that. And just his voice and this, like the mannerisms. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't dislike, um, like, like when he was in Wedding Crashers, I don't really dislike. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Also, the other guy, oh, Luke Wilson, right? I don't mm-hmm. dislike him. I just don't. I don't. That his voice is like, oh yeah. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Great, man. I just don't know if I'm. I, when it comes to the comedy, it's it doesn't work for me. Whereas Vince Vaughn, like the the meatloaf scene, is really good. But if Vince Vaughn was in that scene, I think it would it would have landed a lot better. It was like, ma, the meatloaf. Fuck! Right? It's just kind of like... <laughs> um, it just was funny. It's a, it's a great... Those movies are pretty good. And I like that because sometimes, you know, you don't want to get all existential, right? You just want to go to a movie, have 95 minutes, and just, you know, enjoy. I love the people that just dissect every goddamn movie. It's just like, dude, it's dodgeball. It's a comedy. It's Owen Wilson, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Luke Wilson is the other, uh, the dark hair. I don't know. Are they? Re- I wonder if they're related. I don't know if they are or not. Mm. Uh, Andrew's going to get on that because I can yeah. see that face. That's the GTS face. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, so, ooh, now I'm curious. Oh, no. Luke Wilson is, in fact, his brother. Okay. So yeah. I, okay, good deal. So I thought I, he was, I yeah, the, I thought he did have a brother. I got the wrong bro. Sorry, my bad. So anyway, yeah. Is, um, yeah. You know, the in Castaway, Wilson, is he related as well? Or? Oh. <laughs> Wilson, I'm sorry. Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, and it's just a shame. So now, you know, because I've seen – I almost pulled the trigger on a OnePlus Open, uh, full disclosure, because uh, I traded – they gave a really good trade in, and I got it down to like a 1000 bucks. And that's with, with my OnePlus 10 Pro. And I was – and you know what actually stopped me, honestly? It was the fact that for some reason – and I've, I don't know what it is. I have such an issue with their website and processing a payment. Like I try to use a Discover, which is a, a card that they say on their site that is a usable form of payment. It, I could not get it to go through. And I was like, well, screw it. And then uh, then I went to go back, and they were out of stock for, like, I think about 12 hours or so. And then they got an email saying, hey, we're, we're back in stock. I'm like, okay. I tried to go. Now it was like 1100 So I'm like, well, I wonder what changed. I guess there's something that maybe, you know, it was still the pre-order, right? Everything was still mm-hmm. identical. But now instead of uh, 1023 it was like 1118 I was like, hmm. And I thought, you know what? I don't need another foldable because – you know, I've got I've got this, and it's like I can't justify yeah. another folding device when I have one that works. I would like to try it. That that's and that's what I'm saying is I could like to give it give it a try and see. But yeah, to to Barry's point, it's just like here's another year where 
a really solid Android phone isn't available. Same thing with the Sony Xperia. I wish that Sony Xperia were in an AT&T store. I think they'd sell. I think they, if they properly market them and then, then people actually do it, I think they could probably sell them. Well, and, and uh, it's one of those things where I've always been weary of the signs of a, of a brand leaving carriers in the U.S. ever since HTC because it was the first of the death knell for them mm. and in the U.S. market. Um, I don't think that OnePlus or Sony are in the same position. Um, but it, it didn't help that when Sony did have Xperia phones on carriers back in, you know, almost a decade ago that they weren't the best ones that they brought um and and so it's like there's a there's still a little bit of a sour taste but but i'm surprised that i'm still surprised that the that they're not bringing the foldable their most their most um flashy product to because i I would think of all the products they have that's the one aside from the affordable ones but as far as their top tier products that would be the one to bring um I'm still sour that they don't have wireless charging because I have enough wireless charging pads that I'm just like, I don't even consider a phone if it doesn't have wireless charging now just because I'm like, well, I'll have some place to set my phone and do nothing. <laughs> you yeah, know? And, I, and I guess, and I and that was the discussion too. That was Miriam Jawara. That's what she was talking about. That was the one thing about that is the wireless charging. I know it's a big thing for her. I know it is for a lot of people. I, my only mm-hmm. argument is, wireless charging is okay but it's never the same kind of speed mm-hmm. and so like if i'm at work and i had a wireless charger i could just you know i i've got my the fold five and obviously i could right i could throw it on the charger but for me it's like if you've got 67 watt wired charging and you can plug it in for 20 minutes you're going to beat any kind of wireless but i mean if you're in a situation where and this is why i don't i don't get into this argument because it's a lose your workflow may be different at your desk at work. You may have a stand mm-hmm. like a one you know, where you've got a chart. Yeah. Like that. And you just throw it in your thing and then you can see it. If you get a notification, you can see it. It's just part of your regular um, professional workstation. I understand that totally. Cause it's like, now you've got the stand, but it's not charging the phone. So you're kind of like, you know what I mean? Then you have to try to, but of course it's at the bottom. So you have to try to work. I wish they had wireless <laughs> chargers that you could actually pl- at work dual, right? Plug in and had a charger. So you oh, can yeah. still plug in, right, a stand, and it wirelessly charged. So that way it would, you know, you can, when you put it on there, it would dock, kind of like a Bose dock where you can kind of slide it down. It has like a fixed USB-C. You just you seed it mm-hmm. into that. But it also had a wireless charging pad, so you could kind of get, kind of kill two birds with one zone for devices that may not have wireless charging. And you would yeah. still get some benefit. I didn't realize well, that's suboptimal because you got to still dock it in, and, you know what I mean? But See, I'm I mean, a wired type of guy, but I do yeah, get too. the convenience. So, yeah it's like certain specific like i use wireless charging for certain specific things like it's it's how i charge my phone when i'm at my desk working or or whatnot and i put it on my wireless charger at night because i have it set up so that it'll slow charge no matter what until close to you know close to time to wake up and uh and that's basically when i use wireless charging everything else it's it's wired charging but I, I'm spoiled. I think is what it is. What it boils down to. So I bought this lovely um, triple charger for Lauren. It does her phone, um, her Apple Watch, and it can do buds as well. That's cool. That's yeah. legit. Oh yeah. I she didn't. She it. wasn't as impressed as I was with it, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it's like we're also impressed just by the technology that the technology exists like that at all. Yeah, uh, you know, and but and that and then on top of it, its usefulness versus yeah. everyone else in the world, they're just like, okay, it does the thing. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the yeah. date you're saying? Uh, and to be honest, wireless chargers aren't really wireless. They just don't have a wire connected to the phone. The thingamabob. The thingamabob. So, yeah, <laughs> and that's an, that's an industry term, by the way, the thingamabob. Yep. It is actually So, again, I and, and for people who uh, – and, again, I, I don't discount their, their experience, right? And I think that's a lot of what happens in these tech spaces where people – I think people discount people's experiences. Like I've seen a bunch of people with Pixel 8 – and pro and they don't like this and then you know tensor g3 and it's like well yeah you're right it's obviously a suboptimal chip compared to a jet snapdragon gen 2 or now coming out with the gen 3 again you know and then they always talk about power user and my question is when i hear that and i'm going to put this question to not only the chat but the, the two gentlemen here that are so graciously hanging out with another podcast what do you consider a power user like when you think of that phrase what does that mean to you and I'm curious because I think that that isn't exactly the same for everybody. I don't think that's a one definition. I, yeah. What you, you're a power user. What does that make you think in your mind? This is various things, isn't there? Really. Well, um, let's let's mm-hmm. try with like the top two. Like what when you think like, of a power user, what what comes to your mind as, as that that users the, the their workflow and how they use their devices? Like, one for me, but two for me that comes straight to mind is a gamer or a content creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's how like for me. It's like it's features versus raw capability. I feel like whether it's hardware or software. But I mean, I guess it's so. Like, if you had a PC, right? What would you consider a power user? Is it having the hardware or using the hardware? I would think you'd have to be able to use it, and just having it doesn't make you a power user. Actually, just using it, yeah. User, right? It's you're yeah. You've got all this processing power, and you've got like this high end graphics card, but you're playing solitaire. To put it simply, a power user is someone who's going to actually use the device to its max, right, for a prolonged length of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and, and I like and this is again as I agree with uh, Eric here. And so, yeah, video editor, audio editor, gaming desktop, yeah, that kind of thing, right? Taking the phone and not using it as just a pure communications tool, using the device as a full computing device, yep. computing tasks, editing, rendering blogging, video, uh, not just making phone calls and answering email text messages, actually taking the device and pushing it like a person who would leverage Dex a lot, mm-hmm. right? If they're on yeah. a trip. Not, yeah, that'd that be a power user power for sure, user. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I understand all that. So I, I guess my curiosity is, can you, I guess, so the statement to me is when I hear that, if you're going to be a power user, stay away from Tensor G3. But my question is, can, could you, could you conceivably be a power user with a pixel? Oh yeah. I think you could be a power user with any phone technically, as yeah. long as it's right. capable of doing what you want to do. Like the, I'll tell like, you why like, you can be quickly. Cause we have uh, power banks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, and it's, it's, it's more about how you use it and the features that it has. Like I would say a power user example for, I mean, shoot, you could do this with a mid-range phone is using Droid mm-hmm. Cam and using it as your webcam. If I was using, you know, my crap, a crappy mid-range phone as a webcam here, I'm a power user using my phone 100%. like a power user user. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, Joe uses his Xperia right now. That 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 is his 
camera. So in that sense, mm -hmm. he's he's leveraging that camera, that phone as a power user. He's using it in more of a, a, a thing that I guess when I think of power user, when people use that, that's what 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 Juan would talk about with average consumers, right? With the great the crazy spelling, right? What an average consumer would they use their phone as a webcam to stream content? And the answer is no, because they they probably don't have a podcast, or they're probably not vlogging, or they also don't know they can. Right, and again, mm -hmm. that's another thing. It's it's not only just the usage; it's the fact that you don't even know it's a thing to do. Right, mm -hmm. that shows you what a power user. Power users know. I know that the phone is capable of doing this, 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 and this. Right, it can do those. Things. A general person who's just using their phone, and and that's why I always I laugh because when it comes to Apple, like iOS users, I don't think any of them are really power users except content creators, right? Because most of the people that I see with an iPhone, they have really, they don't seem to appreciate the capability of the device they have as much as an Android person does. Well, as a general rule, not obviously there's exceptions to that rule, so don't get all fucking all up in your feelings. <laughs> sit there and say Sam, i'm not hating on ios but generally when i talk to most people like when i have my fold 5 at work nobody who has an android device is stunned that it folds like they're not stunned by it. they're like oh yeah well there's different kinds of phones right every time i get somebody who asks it's always an ios user who has no clue and then when you show it to them they're like holy shit like you could do that i go yeah again it doesn't work for you but again like it seems like that's just my general observation of just talking to people over the last few years with tech users in general well i'm bringing it back to the like to the webcam like using your phone as a webcam thing like apple has that feature specifically for like with their macs with 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 uh ios on their phones and it's it's a power user feature but the difference is they officially rolled it out as as an official feature with official support and you don't have to go to go on search online for a seven-year-old article on how to do it or that it exists you know or finding it on reddit through a third party and I agree with Simon. Tech preachers here. We got Barry and Scoop. Every all the best YouTube tech people are here. All I, the like cool said, people. All 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 the hip people are hanging out here. And I and apologize early because I know we went off a little bit early because of Joe. Because you know he's he's going to be. Wait a minute. It's not just because of me. Well, it's, did you well, it's, did you not just say you're working after this? Right. <clears throat> well, here's the thing, though. <laughs> when we first did this discussion about the one o'clock, it was just Joe because he want, he's It was me fun. originally. Yeah. Well, then and I figured, well, and then the, well, the thing working at the club on, and usually I don't work Sundays um, at the club, but, you know, yeah. so, yeah, it worked out both ways. You know what? The, you know what? Yeah. Potato, potato. You know what? You know, you're trying to, I'm trying to basically throw it all on you, and you very cleverly and accurately deflected it to both of us. So, you know, then go fuck yourself. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, when you, sometimes when you lose, you just lose, right? You just take the L and realize that Joe just basically put me in my check. He checked me out. All right, cool. So, but yeah, um, yeah, it's and I and agree, and then you know, even easy is like, yeah, uh, a pixel can be a power user, correct? Now, I would, you know, the problem is you don't have the video out, right? You don't have any kind of like, um, you don't have any kind of like desktop mode, right? Which I'm thinking that at this point, I think Google needs to come up with something. And I understand they're talking about because it, you know, it, it kind of like you know cannibalizes their you know Mac, uh, their you know Chromebook sales, but at this point. I, I think it's just lazy. I just don't think that. Yeah. I think it's because they, they're going to argue that their users aren't asking for it. I think they may have to have some feature parity because I think they can do it. Obviously, they have the engineering. Have well, the, let's look at the user base of a Pixel versus the user base of Chromebooks. Most, from what I understand, most Chromebooks are education in the education space. 
and they're not like if if like Joe, Joe Schmo is going out looking to buy a laptop, it's probably not going to be a Chromebook. It's probably going to be something that's like like if they get a Chromebook, it's probably provided by this by the university or they're specifically looking out for it. But I feel like Pixel users are more like a traditional user like an iphone user or, or, or any phone person who's you know buying a phone i don't think that there's a higher likelihood that someone that's looking into go buy a pixel is going to also have a chromebook um so i agree with you it's it's i think it's just it's just laziness not not wanting not wanting to put the work in to put the feature out or or activate the hardware feature and then saying well you know it's going to bring up costs too much well it's not like i really i i have every year they do this i mean OnePlus is the same thing with wireless charging i don't think it's going to increase cost that much to add x hard, hardware feature you know yeah and like i said i just that that's my argument so you know terry's point yeah you, you can be a power user and i agree with him however other people would argue, well, because of the Tensor G3 being anemic, and I think somebody made the comparison that it doesn't benchmark as high as the A14, and that's probably true, I guess, from raw specs. But again, I think the people who are buying pixels, I think it's a, it, it's trying not to be a niche thing, but it is still a niche thing as of now, right? The A14, though, seriously. Yeah, well, that means I don't. Like I said, I, I just again, I saw it on the internet, so it's not been independently verified. I don't know. It doesn't sound like it's that far of a reach. So like, I'm, I don't hear and go, that's total bullshit. Like, on a you have them two devices in your hand, right? Within a few minutes, you would say the Pixel is way more powerful because the experience right. is much better. Right. And I, and I realize that people, I think, so for me, again, generalizations, which I don't like to generally do, but, you know, it's one of those things where, but generally, people who are more interested in the Pixel are more interested in really two major things. The camera capability and all the software features right the call yeah. screen the things that they know about and i'm telling you the only reason why that pixels have a lot more of a market share now is because finally google decided to go all in on marketing and getting the mm -hmm. you got to and then i'm mm -hmm. telling you htc and lg and all and sony all these companies I'm, and even microsoft i'll even put them in there too with the surface duo because that's another travesty that i don't want to get into that they didn't tell anybody about it. And it's just like you've got, and then especially in Microsoft's case, they've got buckets of fucking money, buckets of it. Mm -hmm. They can't, it's like if you're going to put it out there, you can't just do word of mouth. It's just not going to work. You've got to have commercials. And it's funny because after Google decided with the Pixel, print ads, radio ads, I saw them at movie theaters, right? They had little spots in movie theaters, right? They're on TV. They're at the Super Bowl. All these things because it's like, now people are starting to buy pixels, and there is some traction there. But finally, they decided, hey, maybe we should market this thing. They should let consumers know that this is an option for them. It's it's crazy. It's like direct comparison <laughs> to you got good devices, or you know, some are different, you know. But telling people about you know the magic eraser, telling about the the true tone on their cameras, right? You that's see something pixels. to shout about, definitely. I, I see Pixel ads almost now more than I see Samsung ads. And I will tell you three years ago, that would have been completely unheard of. The fact that Google sponsored everything as well. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, getting sponsored. NBA, right? They had the NBA thing. Get, get it out there. 
And well, if and you don't tell anybody about it, I, I can't imagine why you can be successful in the space. You just can't if you're going to be doing it successfully, I think. Well, and keep in mind, looking at the Pixel ads that I've seen, it's ads done by Google directly, not by like – so like mm-hmm. with LG. like like cause, So Pixel is also with all the carriers. But like when we saw LG, it was like AT&T like, – like, like advertising on behalf of LG. It was, yeah, they're trying to leverage carriers the Right. 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 And so, 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 so Google's actually trying to actually control the control some of the marketing narrative versus these other OEMs, which never even bothered trying. And it makes a difference. Right. And I, and I know, and I'm going to have to, you know, and I agree with Eric too, because I had an LG V60. And it, I would tell you right now, that was a criminally not known about device. I think LG mm-hmm. hit a homer with the LG V60. As far as battery life, as far as capability of camera, as far as having the ability to have the you know the dual screen case, you could use it if you didn't. It's a shame that man, right? I I would have loved to see a V70. Oh yeah, with LG could have done. Or also, yeah, exactly. And with the a Velvet too, which they did actually make, and I know that they had some in Korea. I know that that device does exist in the wild, but it's just a shame because again. I just think LG just got into a situation where the phones ha- didn't stand out. They were a little bit more kind of basic looking. And again, LG and same thing HTC. You know, they had a couple ads with which were cringy as fuck. Like the one yeah. ad, they were just like, "What is this?" You know, the ad. Actually, the one with Jason Statham is actually pretty funny if you look it up. Yeah, but the Aubrey Plaza one, with is just like Google is, is like here, use the Google system to do basic things, and you're like, "This well, one Google system sucks," uh, and two. Just why in God's name are you advertising a feature that's not exclusive to that hardware that you're selling? Yeah, yeah and then there was uh, – I think there was a – I think they had one ad I saw with Gary Oldham and then another one with oh. Junior. And it just – it just it, – he didn't understand what was going – I mean, it wasn't a bad ad. And I love me some Gary Oldham. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. I just love that guy. He's fantastically talented. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I, the ad just didn't land. I'm like, I don't – I mean, maybe this lands in Taiwan or in the in the eastern market but in the united states it's just is like i i, I mean i don't know why i want to buy this phone just because gary oldman says it i don't think that's enough no no just just have a commercial where it's gary oldman playing the bad guy from air force one and he's using like the iphone and then harrison ford's using you know the phone they're advertising right <laughs> or uh where he just goes uh you know you should get you should get the phone who should get it everyone everyone <laughs> yeah like yeah you know, like that's something like that you know it would be kind of cool Problem with um, getting celebrities in your in your ads though is someone just snaps them with their iPhone using it oh, in their yeah. real life they're and it's like not, they don't rocking. use it. They look you right. use an iPhone. Yeah. Right. And and, and, and are we are we grown ups? Are we adults? Are we do we have a a, a, a frontal <laughs> cortex? I mean, come on, seriously. Do you realize that people who are doing these ads aren't using these things? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Come on. I mean, for the most part. You know, it, they're just not. I mean, hell, even people at Microsoft are using iPhones and other devices when they were talking about Windows Phone. It's just like, I mean, everyone's like, send from an iPhone. See, they don't use a Windows Phone. No shit. I don't use a, I don't, I use an iOS device, right? I have a bank mm. phone. You know, it's, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's work yeah, for me. It's a shame. Now, honestly, if, you know, and to be fair, that's a definite, the optics are definitely not great about that but it's it's the reality of the situation that you know you can't expect the people that are that are pitching these devices are using them on a daily basis it'd be nice if they were but that that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me i don't understand the the point of advertising anyway generally except for just getting the phone or the device or the tech visible that this exists 
right? Mm -hmm. And trying to give somebody a proposition. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, I'm just glad that Google's finally decided to kind of push it. I'm curious how far they're going to go with the Tensor chip, though. Because I'm, 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 I don't think you can't tell me that the Snapdragon can't do the same things. See, I'd like to see, you know, like what um, Samsung's done with the uh, Snapdragon for Samsung, where they've like optimized it. I'd love if Google made a deal with Snapdragon and made a special right. chipset for their Pixel. Yeah. That I think would that, be amazing. I, I think that's where we're going to go because I, I think that this narrative, because I, I think that gap of the, especially next year, because we've got the Snapdragon Gen 3 coming out, you know, when, when I, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to see it with the, the OnePlus 12 and probably a Xiaomi device, right? Here. I think that the Tensor and Exynos versus Snapdragon gap, I think that's going to seriously widen. I think that that is going to widen big time. I think by the time we get to a G4 or a G5, that gap is going to be significant when it comes mm -hmm. to Google. And I just, and I'm not 100%, no offense to Google, and I like the Tensor. I had it in the G2. I've used it um, when I had a Pixel 7, and I like the phone. But at this point, you can't argue that their homegrown chip is the only one that can do the AI capability. Like, they can't leverage an AI. Come on now. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because you are in the architecture, but that's starting to sneak of an iPhone thing, and that's just not true. I, I think a Snapdragon Gen 3 could easily do the AI capabilities that you're doing with your Tensor G3. I, our yeah, G3. Gen 2 can do a lot of it. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm, I'm just curious, like, I, I think at this point, if that gap continues to widen and those those gains, chipset to chipset, aren't maintained, once that gap is significant, where it's now becoming, I mean, basically, my it seems like when I listen to people talk about the, ten, uh, the, the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro, they're almost saying, if I'll tell you right now, if it had a G, uh, Gen 2 in it, I'd rock, I'd rock the shit out of that phone. That's mm -hmm. what I hear. It's, mm -hmm. that, it's not that obvious. It's not that upfront. But that's the vibe I'm getting. It's like, man, it, it's, it's, getting, it's starting to get Exynos vibes. And then it's like, I don't yeah. know if that's totally true, but I, I think I wonder how – Joe, what do you think? How long do you think that, that Google stays on the Tensor? Do you have any thoughts about Tensor and how long they're going to hang in on, on it? Honestly, I think Google will stick with it. <laughs> um i don't want them to but i think they will um they seem quite proud of the old tensor um their own silicon and all that don't they they, they, they seem very yeah. proud of it so i think and how, they will. and how ironic is it that that's the one thing they're gonna fucking die on the hill on but everything else they always <laughs> yeah. right well you're i mean hanging on the tensor but everything else like all your apps all your software other you know other hardware ventures right google Glass, all that shit you're letting go with this you're gonna die on the hill on this fucking tensor chip, right? You're going again, to go all in on it. Okay. Remember, Sam, though, Tensor G3 for your average consumer, for most people, is perfectly fine. Oh yeah. Again, but this is where we're doing the old power user thing and, right. and people testing read, it to its max. And I read. Yeah, maybe read. not. It's not as good then. Right. And so said that, Google yeah. are thinking mm -hmm. it does its job. Right, and I and I've read that that's where that's why I asked about the power user because I've seen that encroach. Right, people are saying, well, you know, I can't really be a power user if I had like I. Let's not let's not be silly now. G Tensor G three is a capable chipset. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I as long as it doesn't Exynos, clearly, right? We're way past that. But um, I just I don't know, man. I just I, I think that narrative sucks. I just don't think it's I, I don't think it's accurate, and that just drives me nuts. Yeah. Well, and it's it's all about like. 
you nitpicking in some ways you know like mm-hmm. i mean good god like technically the 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 chips i forgot what's in what's in it but my old uh, xperia xe1 compact like it can still do do most jobs as you know i can't connect it to anything because of no volte but like but right. the processor still does i could i could still do some power user things with it and and i think it's just it, i think there's a good amount of the we it's the creep of every year we've got to have some amazing new capabilities. And then there's a narrative of like, well, then what you had before just doesn't work. And it's just, and with some exceptions that it's just not the case. Yeah. And the answer to the uh, easiest question is none, none. It's the V60. <laughs> That's basically what it is, right? That phone with a headphone jack, quad deck, great cameras, bit rates, pen support, dual display, and you can get it for two hundred or less dollars if you if you're looking for one and maybe got a little bit of scratching and beating up. Yeah, there is not. They don't make phones like that anymore. And uh, interesting that you know uh, Barry's got the the te- the big push will be G5. I'm curious. So why the G5 and how do you know that? Or is it just I, I want? I mean, I like that. We need to get Barry on as well because I want to kind of expound. I want him and in the, the engineer. <laughs> yeah, obviously a, a, a gentleman who definitely is uh, knowledgeable. Um, way more than you, and, and when you listen to Derek, he's very, very smooth, and I, I, I just love his videos. I just full disclosure, Barry's videos I can watch all day. He's just very, um, straightforward, right? And you, you can tell that he's not just giving you a bunch of shit. It's not a sales pitch. It's like here's what I found. Here's it's very analytical, which you would expect from an engineer, but he's very, very knowledgeable. So I'm curious why the G5. Like, is that, and because I realize, I'm sure those, those, the G4 and G5 are in development there. You know, there's obviously some road mapping there with, with, with how they want to do things. But I'm curious why that one. But I think the G3, like you said, Joe, I, I agree with 100%. I think it's fully capable for a one. Yeah. I've got to admit, um, though, I did kill it today with the battery. Well, I mean, so what were you doing today that it was a lot of video and pictures? Or, like, what well, exactly? How I was, up, I was off, off the charger at 6.30 a.m. Um... I listened to a few podcasts and then we went to a farm and I did 4K video, loads of pictures. Um, I was on Telegram talking a lot, a little bit of Instagram as well, which absolutely kills any phone. (laughs) Uh, Terrible app. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. How was, how was reception? Was it consistent? And that's, this is what I was going to get onto next. Um, I was getting H plus in certain areas in this farm. So it was struggling. And that's something actually that is a problem with um, Pixels a bit is the modem, which is not Tensor G3, it's the modem. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and it's also just any phone also will. Yeah. If it's struggling if it's like struggling to get signal, it'll it'll definitely like any phone will just chug and drain. Like, even my while doing all them that. things. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and my Xperia, which has great battery life, has done that where I've gotten yeah. in the middle of nowhere and it's just. You know, I went down to up in uh, a couple week a few weekends ago. Went up to Western Missouri and happened, and I was just gonna go take some photos of the of, you know the fields and everything. And it turns out there was like a thousand people down there for a, for a festival. And oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, that was like that. By the way, you can add, tell Google Assistant to remember where you parked, and and it's actually one of the few things that works really well. <laughs> oh, but uh, there you go. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, life but, hacks. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's, you didn't come to the show just for the run of the mill conversation. You get life hacks as well, so you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. Find my car. 
I was surprised how well it worked, but the but the uh, uh, essentially though. It, I, I got drained a lot too because the towers were at capacity and everything was just fighting tooth and nail mm-hmm. for space on the towers. It's constantly yeah, working. And, and I like Malik's comment. I think this is a really solid comment. I yeah, they need to go to TF, TMSC. They really need to get away from Samsung. Creator. Yeah, they do. They do. One thing I will say though, despite my battery getting tanked, the pictures were awesome and the video was very good as well. I was very pleased with the results. So that outweighed by far the fact that my battery went. Because so I'm going to come home, look back at them pictures, and I'm very, very happy. I'll send some to you, Sam. Oh, I'll yeah. Tweet, I'll tweet some, actually, as well. Cool. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be – it's it's yeah, it's – yeah, and, 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 and here's the thing. That's just not the Tensor. That's any phone. If you start doing those kind of things, yeah, yeah. you're going to nuke most of any battery, and, that, and that's fine. But I would again, this is where the charging comes in, right? But if you had a OnePlus or a, char- a phone that had a better wattage, you could hook it up to a charger, you know, or anything, and you could you could get a lot more juice in the battery if you were out in the field doing something than just a regular, you know, phone. I need to get myself a power bank, like I said earlier. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see how all these you know shake out. But I'm I'm curious to see. You know, obviously we're we're you know the OnePlus Open is a great phone, and everybody is really. Um, and actually, it's kind of interesting to see for the first time, it seems like OnePlus is finally getting a little bit of love. I mean, every, most of the things I've seen about the OnePlus Open are really, really positive. The mm-hmm. only thing I would say is, is it because basically it's an N3? It's an Oppo device that's just rebranded, and that's why – because that's what it is, essentially. I mean, that's it's an Oppo N3. <laughs> that's I'm, hearing a lot of love, I'm hearing a lot of love about the camera, which is kind of a first for Yeah, OnePlus. one seems to like it. Yeah, and, and then a lot of other people do. But although it's funny because when I looked at the images from the keynote, because I actually watched it, I was like, eh, it looks okay. But again, I, I hate those pictures because they've seen ones of images, though. Yeah, key, also keynote images are like, you're <laughs> always like, ast- an asterisk the size of a minivan, you know. <laughs> right. Next to it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, but even on the keynote, you would think that they would really go all in and maybe kind of, kind of mess with it to make it look all like fancy and shiny. But some of the images, I was like, Oh, they they don't look they don't look stellar. They look okay, but I mean, I I would you know what I mean? It's I thought it was funny, but um, yeah, I, that was I think a lot of people are I think is catching people off guard with the open is that the cameras really are getting to flagship level on these on these foldables, and I think that's the next step is people are people like especially I know Barry he'd be willing to probably try to use that as a daily driver, but there are things that for him just are deal breakers. I think for a lot of people the camera seems to be. If I am spending sixteen hundred bucks, it needs to get, yeah, it needs to get there. At least it's got to be ninety percent of the way there to any other slab flagship that I'm buying. If the great for a power not, user, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. great for a power user. So I, I'm just curious. I think that's where the the next, the, you know, foldables need to have that level of refinement for them to really get traction. And I, I'm glad to see that now the opens in play because now we've got some options. We got. You know, the Pixel Fold, I'm sure they'll come up with the Fold 2. Op- open is out now, the Fold 5. You know, it's going to be on it. Did you see my tweet? No, I did not. I didn't. I said, I'm it. open to trying one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have tagged OnePlus in it, shouldn't I? <laughs> right. You should tag OnePlus USA or OnePlus UK. That'd be a bit begging yeah. a little bit, though. So I didn't try right, exactly. it. <laughs> hey, and I'm open to try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it, it is one of those things where I feel like if, if Samsung and the Fold 6 does not have a proper 
upgrade to the telephoto camera, like a flagship level one, I think it's going to hurt the foldable market as a whole in the United, in, in the U.S. Uh, in North America because since they're the only game in town for the except for maybe except for now one plus to a I'd say a half a degree because they're not with U.S. carriers. Like it's gonna like uh, Samsung uh, just resting on their laurels for another generation is gonna hurt the the category as a whole. I think they need competition big time. Right, big and time. I, and, I, and I think and I think if if the the Fold Six comes out and there's not a lot, if they try to come up with something like this, I think they're gonna get they're gonna get their head kicked in. Oh, deservedly. A lot, a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, and I, I, I'm glad. Like I said, especially in the foldable market, because it's, it's, because no, we've got entries, but we also have an exit, right? With the obviously the Microsoft's exit from the space, right? And I, and I still do like a dual screen approach. I really wish that that could have been another option as a as kind of an adjacent foldable plan, right? You got a phone that it's one screen if you're a content creator. But for a person like me who really enjoyed having two separate independent displays, it, I think it has some. Again, it's just it's a shame too because it's, I, I think it's one of those things where I think Microsoft really could have done a better job. But then if they did, man, it would have been just another phone in the space, another device. Oh, wait, Sam, there'll be a Lenovo Duo. You know what? I, at you heard this it point, here first. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, I'll tell you one thing though is, um, I, and I will say this, and, and this is going to be kind of a shock. I'm kind of done with Microsoft. If they come up with some kind of device in the future, I'm not buying it. I'm just, I'm done with it. After Windows Phone and after this, I'm just, no, I'm dead serious. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with them because I know, I Sam, know said now a lot of things like this before. Right. Well, I gave them the chance to do it because I thought they would go in with the, the duo and the phone and itself in the market. I thought they were going to all of it. They would see what they fucked up with Windows Phone as far as marketing and everything else, and they would push it. And they did exactly what they always do with it. And they just basically just put the device out there, made 50,000 of them, told nobody about it, and then it died on the vine. Well, no shit. And then you came out with mm-hmm. hacked-ass software that wasn't optimized, and you didn't do the things that these other, other phones are doing, devices are doing. And it's so, just a loop. Come on, yeah. Captain. Did he not say he wasn't getting the Fold 5? And then he got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's 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 one of those like Microsoft is in a weird position too because like like their software like and I'm not counting I'm not going to count Xbox and any of the gaming stuff but like Windows right now is in this position where they have their success because it's it's their legacy they're still riding the coattails of their legacy success and market market share yeah. from early on because uh, I'm going to be honest like I'm still running Windows 10 uh, right now but. I am not very impressed at all with with when with Microsoft's uh, uh, interface design uh, for like Windows. Like, there's tons of like they still. It's been over a decade since Windows 8 came, like a decade since Windows 8 came out, and they still can't decide if they want to have a new uh, control panel or the old legacy stuff. And they like <laughs> I just I just don't think that they have any consistent vision of what they want interface or their a lot of their products that aren't gaming to be at this point yeah and, and i think that's just because i think um, every company is like this but i think microsoft especially is extraordinarily siloed and disconnected and they do not have a cohesive strategy on their devices and hardware and software divisions and it just it seems like it's extraordinarily it's 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 like almost like 10 or 12 independent companies fighting amongst themselves and and i thought satya would can change that culture and maybe he has i don't know but i'm just telling you i'm telling you if microsoft comes out with something I'm not gonna buy it at first. I'm gonna let and see if they're gonna if they still do the same stuff that they don't really do. I'm just I, I'm done with it. I mean, I 
I, I, I tried to I tried the duo. I had the duo too. And here's the thing: I'm not getting rid of my OG duo because, unlike unlike Microsoft, other people are trying to make like ROMs for it. There's, there's a Gustav Mons. You know, you have Tran. You know, all these other people are trying to make Windows 14. I wanted to do the Pixel experience on it. Right, and the Windows 11. You know, Gustav Mons is doing the Windows 11 on it. You know, they're trying to take that hardware and, and turn it into what Microsoft should have, which is making it more about a complete and total computing solution for for users you had such a, a shame though because the multitasking on a duo is the best oh I, I if you use a duo yeah i know joe it's 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 better than any of these foldables although i would like to see the the open canvas approach that that oneplus is doing that looks really fascinating to me mm. i think that's another reason why i would like the phone I, i'm curious how they're multi because it's just you know what i mean it's like it it's like moves around it's not just a dedicated like window it kind of seems like yeah. it has some open it's just open i i think that's an interesting attack to to multitasking on a, on a handheld i'm curious to see how that really works I, that's what i'm going to really be paying attention to mm. with reviewers is yeah the camera's great and it takes great pictures but so what i'm i'm seeing somebody who really dives into using that new open canvas approach how it utilizes this, yeah and how is it different than anything else i'm using because if that is mm. a differentiating factor that might be something i i either pick up an open later or maybe it open two comes out. It's more refined. I'm more curious about that because when I use a foldable, that's what I use a foldable for. It's not just to watch a big video. It's just not that. It's it's all the other things that I'm used to doing. And you can thank Surface Duo for that. Well, Reggie, yeah, we got to plug someone when we're talking about folders, foldables, haven't we? Absolutely. On, I'll let you. I'll let you do the plug, sir, because I'm a. I've been come on, Reggie. It's your job. You're the plug. No, I'm the not the plug. plug. <laughs> I'm taking a day off. Yes. <laughs> Come on, do it! I just can't believe I just said butt plug on. Our... <laughs> I know. Well, you know. Oh, I always bring it down, man. Oh. Okay, no, it's all no, good. you're bringing it up. Yeah, it's, it's an improvement compared <laughs> to this, this show. Is, you know, we're already kind of there. Trash. All right, the gadget goddess. Oh, GG, so good. She's fantastic. So good, yeah. It. Yeah. When I it comes to foldables, she's. She is the, and then also not just foldables, but also the imports. So she's going to give. I really wanted to say Rachel, but you didn't say it. No, I don't. I said I'm trying to see if I can get away from. It. And it's funny because I do. I am a. Uh, I was trying uh, to make you say it, but it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. No, uh, I'm trying. Uh, maybe it's, I'm trying to a new year, new me, right? You know, new season, new me. No. <laughs> uh, but no, she's fantastic, and also she's really into the, into the imports, right? She'll give you the the good scoop on imports, and that's another thing too. It's just a shame that you know the way that ATT handles that, and then um, how we see that. You know, this is there's a lot of good products that are coming out of there, and it just it seems like because of other political and other um, issues, it, it they just basically get um, neglected and basically. Uh, you know, basically, basically, well, I'm not using it because Chinese are spying on you. I'm like, yeah, so is the NSA. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, you know, you have a device that you essentially want all these features, and you realize that those features have to be very invasive in order for them to work. That, that's how it works, right? If you have a cell phone, you're, you're not having privacy and anonymity. You're just not. And if you want Google Assistant to work and chat and this easy AI features, it has to be able to know and leverage about you, like what you like, what you click on, what you, phone calls you make, right? And it's funny that I went to T-Mobile and got a, you know, interested in all that kind of stuff. And here it is on on Instagram. There's an ad for the T-Mobile. I already bought the fucking thing. But hey, you know, it's cool. Right? Do <laughs> you want another one? <laughs> I just wasn't looking at it, right? I looked at it and they think, oh, did they actually buy it? Yeah, I actually bought it. So I don't need to advertise about purchasing it. I already did buy it. 
maybe that's the next step in AI, right? They actually knows you well, bought the shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, so I work in the field. It's it's one of those. If you didn't buy it through, like, for, they can they can attribute. Like, if you click on the ad, you go through, and then you buy it. Then, right. if their targeting could be like, okay, you bought it. But if you if you did it through like a view through, basically, where you went and actually went and bought it, but but didn't like interact with the ad, there's no way they can tell. So you're still on those retargeting lists. Right. I guess <laughs> they don't know the entry point. Right. That's not. It doesn't know. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. So just tell yeah, it. Say, so I've already bought it. It's yeah. listening. It's listening. Yeah. <laughs> hey Google, I bought the shit. Go fuck yourself. Leave me alone, right? Okay. Just set off my phone. No, Jake. Right. Yeah, it's okay. So anyway, um, but yeah, it'll be a good time. And then, like I said, it's gonna be again another, again. With the, I, I think we're in the golden age of stuff, right? We've got foldables, we got slabs, we got the iPhone, we got you know stuff like that. It's gonna be interesting to see. But uh, the AI capabilities, and I'm, I'm really, I wish I could get my hands on a Pixel just to try it to see mm -hmm. all these capabilities as far as the magic eraser and all because it looks fantastic i mean i know somebody made the argument that you know now it's really not a picture right now it's just it's all manufactured and you can move people around uh, like, but i need to watch that, that video but i know which one you're talking about yeah and and i you know and there's a and he has a podcast too and uh, i've had him on the show before and i you know I, I respect him but there's sometimes he makes a point and i'm like mm, i don't know if i see it that way i get the point and i don't disagree with it I mm. see it differently, however, and I think that those can be both at the same time. Like he can feel his way, I can feel my way, and it's not really a disagreement. It's not, we're not polar the opposite, but I, I think that pictures can be both, right? They can be just whatever you picked in a moment. If it's missing something or it's off center or it's got a person blinking, it's just the, the beauty of the shot, right? However, I think there are times where we're trying to get specific kinds of pictures, right? When you're taking a photo of a wedding, you want it to look a specific way. You don't want all these like organic, like I just took a picture and it's all fucked up and oh, it's so cute. Like, no, there are times when a photograph has to be deliberate and has to be looks good. It has to capture a moment in time and it has to be aesthetically pleasing. And sometimes you may need to make an edit, right? They have those capabilities where you can change the way things look. And I think you can have both and both serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use it, don't. Take every picture and have all your people like, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, it looks like shit. If you want to keep it, you don't have to leverage the tool to make the edit. However, for people who want to, you shouldn't say, well, that's really not a real picture because you've edited the shit out of it. Well, I, I I, don't necessarily disagree, but I don't, I'm not 100% on board with that idea either. That makes sense. I mean, phones have had processing for ages anyway. <laughs> so it's like not new. <laughs> Right, when you take a picture of, of like you said, it, I, like Simon, night side, a green. Is that a real picture? Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't look like that. It was fucking pitch black. Mm -hmm. But he had, I never heard him complain about the fact that, oh, okay, well, this phone, uh, that's not the scene. The scene is fucking dark. There's nothing there. There's no light in the scene. You're taking a picture of a street that has no light on it. It didn't look like that. So if you're, if you don't like, I love how they pick and choose that. It's like, okay, well, night side's great. And we like, you know, the video. You know, you know, stacking to get the video to expose the scene so it's night sight. Well, if you don't like that, is not the real image either. My argument would be that's not what you were looking at. That wasn't you have manufactured that image. So is that a real picture too? Do you know what, Sam? If someone says that's not a picture to any of my images, I say you're right. It's art. Right. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who is an artist, right? He, he you know, <laughs> a person who does you know other things that would be art. You know. Yeah, and I agree. And and so, yeah, and I agree with Scoop. He doesn't edit the action stuff much, just the color correction. Yeah, right. But there's still some editing going on there just because 
it may need some tweaking. I'm not saying, but I guess who's to say what when it crosses line between that's no longer the picture. Now you've completely changed its content, so it's no longer a picture. Now it's just some created thing. I don't know um, where that line is, and I think that line moves for a lot of people. Joe, I, I love think, it. Go on, go on, Captain. I, don't know, I was gonna say, I think that the, I, for me, it's the the example of Samsung zoom you zooming in on the moon, and then it just using AI to replace the actual image of the moon image. I think that's the line for me. Is like if you're actually using the internet to come up with another image to superimpose on top then yeah. it's not but uh, but other than that our... andrew where yeah. do you sit with best take then because that's actually using images i am not a big fan well okay okay if it's images that you took yourself yeah. from that camera then great but if it's pulling something from like you know the internet then no then it's uh, yeah yeah, but if it's like if I cuz I'm the type of person where I'm like group photo, I'm taking like 12 shots in a row to yeah. try and get that one. And if it's taking from stuff that I've already taken myself, yeah. then it's fair game. But if but it's like, like pulling Google image search for like a picture of the moon oh, yeah. and then putting on top of it, then uh uh-uh, in, yeah. in my personal opinion. Yeah, and I, and I and I would agree with that. I think that's a fair I think that's a fair line. And like I said, but it's and and that's another thing is we can have this discussion and we're running out of time. So, but uh, but that's why we're going to have Andrew on more frequently because these are the kind of conversations we love to have. Because why would we not have our captain on? We we always love having you on. And it's uh, it's always good. I've started calling you captain. Now. It's just oh, thanks. Yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, I'm on I'm on the bridge, of the Enterprise back back here. So you know, I figured right. I, I figured I'd make it work. You know. But yo, st- <laughs> seriously, thank you guys. This has been it's an absolute privilege and a pleasure to be able to come and hang out with you guys. You guys are uh, we, y'all are just and, fantastic. Oh, we have our moments, and like I said, we we just like it because <laughs> we enjoy as much uh, you coming on as having you on. So it's it's always just. It's just a great thing, and Joe and I really we do this podcast as a as a kind of a love. Really, obviously, we're not trying to leverage money on it. We're just doing it because it's great conversations with great people, and even the people that I may not disagree with. Like, I, if people want to come on and and discuss their point of view, and like I said, we're okay with that. And uh, you know, it's it's always it's it's definitely from a uh, it's as one enthusiast to another, and so mm-hmm. you know, and that's the beauty of it. That's how conversations happen, right? We it's it would be boring if everybody thought the same way. Life oh, yeah. it's like it's nice to have people that even if you disagree about something to have those lively conversations and um, you know who knows maybe he, he makes these people make a point and i go huh i really never I never considered that as, as a possibility um and it changes a little bit right and that's how we we learn and grow as as people right and as tech enthusiasts is just general humans right and so <laughs> yeah don't don't live in a bubble you know push those boundaries you know have people come on that don't agree with you because that's really where the growth lives not in an echo chamber. It really lives on people challenging your preconceived notions and, and thoughts. Right. Be open-minded. Awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, for that, Joe, enjoy your trip. Wait, coming to the United States, although it's Hawaii, it's not really like kind of sort of the United States. Well, I'm going like to Seattle country. for a little while as well. He's going to go to Seattle, so he's going to yeah. go, you know, have a few hours there, and I'll be sleepless. Let. Oh my. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Shit, I should just turn the goddamn screen off just for that comment. <laughs> that would be unfair to our. Sorry, it's too easy. That one just had to. Oh yeah, it just like it was a layup. You had to, you had to get into it, right? That's, yep. that's a penalty kick, right? I get you. So so again, thanks. For, we don't have a guest lined up for next week, so it might just be being me and Joe. Um, we'll see how it goes. But again, Andrew, thank you for so much for coming on and, and kind of yeah. moving this up a little bit. I realize that this is the, the standard time, so thanks for being flexible and coming. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely happy to hang out with you guys anytime, anywhere. 
Absolutely. So for Joe, for Sam, and for the captain, Fat Produce, Andrew, thanks for coming to the Nomad Tech Project. Thank you for listening to our show. Download it. The Nomad Nomad Tech Project. (laughs) I got too fast there. Just quickly, Sam, before we go, everyone check out my socials because me going to the summit as a Snapdragon Insider is massive for me. Um, So I will be doing vlogs and all sorts. Um, Yeah, I mean, so this is going to be, if you're going to be paying attention to Joe's socials, which you already should be, definitely take a look. And Joe's going to be taking pictures and doing all those kind of things. And I'm really excited for him to, to get this opportunity. I don't know how I've got this opportunity. You know, I'm taking it. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, deserved. sometimes in life, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're enjoy, uh, you're engaged. You've made content, and they, and obviously you have something to offer. They wouldn't just offer it to random people. I'm sure there's a lot of people who make content, uh, who make commentary on their channel, and they 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 picked you. So you know, thanks for for doing what you do, and man, go out there and enjoy, not just work, enjoy it. Like I mean, try to get as much out of the the social stuff and the the editing. But yeah, folks, check out his stuff. Oh, Barry, if Barry wants to come on next week. Absolutely. Barry has Barry has a standing invitation to the show. He can come on. Any, everybody does. If you call me or contact me and say, hey, I'd like to come on, you can oh, come Barry on. can come on whenever he wants, yeah. Anytime. And Extremes can. Anytime. Right. Don't forget it. Extremes.co.uk. Check them out. Got some good stuff. We're going to also – I'm hoping to get mine. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to get my skin. Sam, skin. I did email them. Okay. And at the moment, it just aired me. <laughs> oh. That's okay. It's all right. But uh, they're, they're we'll good. See how folks. It goes. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, well, they're I'll, still a great company, whether they're our sponsor or not. <laughs> absolutely. So check them out. Streamscreens.co.uk. And also, uh, don't forget to check out the Nomad Tech Project YouTube channel. Good Lenny and all them making great content on there and, and talking about pixels and all sorts of other devices and other content. It's fantastic. Check them out. And for myself, follow our for, captain. Whoops. Yeah, follow, follow, yeah. yeah, certainly. And follow uh, <laughs> Fat Produce on his socials as well. Does a rig. He does a lot of good stuff, and we appreciate him coming on. And for myself, for Joe, stay hydrated, enjoy your tech, be excellent to each other, and we'll catch you next Sunday on the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe. Take care, everybody. See you on the next one. Goodbye. Ah! <laughs> that was fun, man. Joe, you know I could have done another hour. That was- yep.